This is the Epilogue audio experience. It all depends on what is your kicker in life. Identify that and run after it. There is one way in which society wants you to live and then there is one way which is yours. What you want to do. For the first time, I was right. I was seeing how a script is written, how does production take place, how does the camera work, and all of this fascinated. But the one mm-hmm. thing that I noticed is what is funny for me is not funny for the client. The aim I had set for myself is when my freelance income starts earning at about forty percent of my uh, current day job income, I'll quit. you know what passion is passion is how i feel when i look at this sweet called the chandrahara you get it only on sundays and uh, in this restaurant called mtr in bangalore india it is made with maida flour and is deep fried to perfection it's topped with a thick sweet liquid made of khoa it is their trademark dessert and it started somewhere during the 1950s and was originally called the french sweet because it was inspired by the founder's journey to france food is something that i am extremely passionate about and i completely love and uh, as a matter of fact i'll be going to cook after this why did i tell you that i have no clue but uh, well, hello and welcome to the passion people podcast and uh, this is your host naga i before we start off the show i just wanted to share the fact that uh, all lives are precious and all lives are worth saving we have been recently uh, hit with devastating news of uh, a friend's family demise uh, due to suicide and uh, i i just think that as a content creator it is my res- responsibility to spread the message that everyone's lives matter and in case you feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to you can always reach out to us we'll try to do what we can or put you in touch with someone who can help so uh please remember that suicide is not an option it's uh, don't consider it to be an option there is always a way out and your life can always always get better we hope that uh, the lives of our friends who are no longer with us uh, rest in peace and now we move on to the episode uh, today we are in conversation with uh, avanti avanti describes herself as a mom an entrepreneur and a stand up comedian during a very insightful conversation with her she walks us through the journey of transitioning from a 10 year marketing career into starting wordberries which is a content marketing firm she is very grateful to have extremely supportive partners both in business and in life and talks about the importance of the support that her family has given her on her journey she covers aspects of being a woman and how it impacts her as she is an entrepreneur and a mother and how the priorities work how she deals with fear what her passion is and the entire nine yards we hope that you enjoy listening to our conversation and in case you appreciate the work that is done at the passion people podcast please tell people about it request them to tune in and leave us a rating or a review on your favorite podcasting platform on to the episode Hi Avanti thank you so much for uh, making time for being on the Passion People podcast Thanks thanks Naga thanks for having me uh, My pleasure Avanti uh, uh, can I request you for uh, a quick introduction 
Sure. So my name is uh, Avanti Obaikar. I'm based out of Bombay. I'm a mom. I am an. I used to work in the corporate sector, but I have uh, changed and gears to become an entrepreneur now. I run a firm, uh, a content writing firm called Wordberries. I am, and I'm also an amateur stand-up comic. That's how I'd like to call myself. So basically, I'm a person on a storytelling journey. Uh, it could be like stories for brands or stories out of my own experiences. But I love telling stories. That's awesome. So, being a full-time mom, how how do you manage to get around to doing all of this? Uh, so I think uh, for one. as all working women would always uh, tell you that one is the support in the family so my family is truly my guiding pillars and they really stand strong in any kind of situation with me and situations can get as crazy when you know like let's say the most mundane things that there is no help at home and i am away either at for work or at a gig and we have to have some very dried khichdi which i am so guilty of feeding my family but they sort of gulp it with so much love and affection so i am grateful for you know being blessed with people who really support me that's number 1 i would say uh number 2 is uh, time i'll just say that sometimes i even give away money <laughs> but i always prioritize time so i have my set of to do list that they are like really crazy but yes i kind of uh, always focus on managing every minute that i have around i think these two factors being uh, there is what i have been able to manage also naga i think as women we put too much pressure on us that we want to be the best and perfect in everything like the house should be spink spick and span and there should be proper full course meals uh i have let that pressure off you come home it's in a mess uh we are eating very simple meals all day and so that it's okay if it is not perfect but it needs to be happy that's the baseline uh huh what do you feel I, i'll obviously share my opinion as a man but do you think it's a women only thing but or uh, do you think that uh, you know men have something similar going on as well so i think uh, it's a more of a societal thing that unfortunately or fortunately however we may want to however progressive that we may want to sound but women are uh, supposed to look after xyz things at home and uh, even if they like it or they don't like it so it um it's very difficult to shy away from that fact yes how much of that you want to affect in your own life is a call that you have to take whether you want to you know follow it to the t or and also of course like i said it's 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 something that each person has to judge for its own his, his or her own situation there are families who uh, want it that way there are families who are fine and are liberal so it really depends from person to person Okay. So what's your but 
I I I agree with you, and I also feel like uh, you know maybe the the men now of of today also face uh, something similar, right? Because I I am in a uh, I I just got married, and my wife tells me very clearly that see we are both working, and we're both earning, and what that means is that I am not taking responsibility of the kitchen by myself, <laughs> and. that means that you'll need to ensure that you're putting in your part of the job because i'm putting in my part of the effort to put uh, you know get money on the table huh. i guess uh, so uh, having having that background so i feel that you know a little bit of that also comes on the men but but i think the more important piece is the support bit that you mentioned because the support is what makes all of the difference right because only if i am able to understand where you're coming from how you look at the world and why something motivates you or why you want to do something that i can uh, kind of uh, do whatever it takes to help you fulfill your dreams so i think that way we're both very lucky to have uh, extremely uh, you know supporting supportive yes, partners yes like for so small and simple example for this podcast i have made the whole family have dinner early and you know shut everybody put the child to bed shut the room you know all those arrangements that they are happy about it nobody is complaining that ye kya hai aaj kitna jaldi kyu hai no no complaints right right uh, thank you thank you for moving things around for me i really appreciate it <laughs> no no it. i didn't mean it that way i'm just trying to say that if they are they willing to pitch in that's where you feel like going that extra mile absolutely absolutely so i guess support is one thing right and that is what is helping you do what you do but uh you know avanti can you can you just take us back in in time and uh, help us kind of talk out your journey sure uh honestly naga it's not been a very extraordinary journey uh uh uh-huh. that, that's what all the all my guests say <laughs> i know but uh, so the thing is i think as middle class indian children we all are conditioned in a particular way so education is priority and you know the 10th and 12th and graduation and post graduation so my journey has been nothing different in that sense like uh, uh-huh. gazillions around i have an mba degree which is of zero relevance right now when i share my <laughs> portfolio so uh what i have i i, I think that uh there is one way in which society wants you to live and then there is one way which is yours what you want to do so you will always have okay. this tug of war that is going on between until 2014 i was pretty much doing what i was expected to do so i was married i had a degree i was working uh, in one of the financial firms i had a child all of it so i was ticking all the boxes okay and uh, in 2014 my firm completed 20 years and they asked me to make a video of the 20 year journey so uh, to make that video uh, i sort of suggested a different idea of involving hand shadows from the artisans of calcutta that was the first time making that video i got a chance to see what happens behind the scenes so all these years i was always a client i was on the side of the table for the first time i was right i was seeing how a script is written 
how does production take place how does the camera work and all of this fascinated me i i just loved the process from this side so uh, a job was born when i was making that video but i wasn't sure if i would ever decide to come on this side and take the plunge so that was 2014 for two years i didn't do anything about it i just continued uh, life as it is but i just believe that universe has its way of sending signals so about in uh, 2017 we had this uh, talent hunt in office and uh, somebody just said that why don't you ha and around that time i had also started writing my experiences as a mother so in 2014 or uh, 17 is this a blog or something it was a blog it was a blog okay can uh, i'll make sure for people listening in the link to the blog will be on the show sure, notes thanks thanks i'll share the link so this was the blog and the blog is completely inactive now okay hmm. uh-huh. so So now you have an excuse to write some more there. <laughs> sure, I will do that. So, uh, and the blog was actually doing pretty well. So we had these comments. I would tell where are the good places to shop for birthday gifts in the city and stuff like that. Okay, I was doing this crazy parenting posts there. And one of the posts uh, was, "What kind of a WhatsApp mom are you?" So. I don't know if I'm able to relate, but if you're a parent, you're invariably in a WhatsApp group with other gazillion parents of the school. And uh, I had written a post on how helpful or how annoying those group that group can be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think annoying and WhatsApp groups are yeah. like the stuff that go, go together. together right? So when there was the talent hunt somebody had written, uh, read that blog and said listen why don't you just perform that blog yeah it was so funny i said okay i'll give it a shot okay so i just climbed up on stage and i bombed okay like we have this whole thing that you know hum to jayenge stage pe we will kill and come and it is rubbish it was just rubbish when i looked at it it's still there on youtube please don't share the link of that i'm telling you it will be very embarrassing to see it now Uh, and it's even more embarrassing because now i know what goes behind preparing a proper comic set so okay uh somebody just suggest so at least for people who who need to get better or, on what not to do i guess <laughs> yeah, they yeah, need yeah, to see the yeah. video yeah you can go <laughs> and, and now that you have spoken so much about it i'm sure <laughs> that listeners are very curious to find out <laughs> how not to start your comedy career you can <laughs> you know title the blog that way and um, yeah so somebody suggested listen you should try out an open mic i said what is an open mic you can just go and try out some sets and you get better so i googled open mics in bombay it was as random as that and next day i landed up at an open mic and then started this journey with comedy so the thing with comedy is that i'm sure well, as most stand up comics will say that it's a very brutal art because your feedback is instant you know for a fact whether your joke is working or it's not working it's not like a, you know you have some time for to sort of assimilate that feedback and come back you have to quickly come back and uh, that sort of uh, completely uh, what should i say it kills your ego to the uh, you know 
I mean, there is no ego left after that. You're like, okay, everything I'm saying, I bombed. So let me just try any which ways. And that, right. and that's how. And it's. and especially for a career that makes uh, people laugh right i guess it's a very serious yes. thing and it's a very difficult uh, journey that you folks go yes, through yes 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 uh, in mm-hmm. fact just to make a material of 4 minutes it takes anywhere between 6 to 8 months or maybe even more depending on how frequently you hit the stage wow yeah. <laughs> like like they always say right it's all it, it's so it's so nice to see people success and uh, things yeah. Yeah, this seems easy enough, right? But once once we start just going down that path, we re- we realize uh, the steps involved, the nuances, yes. and uh, what all it takes for someone to get there. Yes. So uh, I would then travel like Bombay. That way is uh, it, it's hell commuting, and I would travel long distances just to uh, you know perform for three people, for four people, because that's the kind of audience open mics typically gets. But that sort of helped me break barriers. See, Naga, I was a I was brought up in a very secure environment. Like, okay, this is job, this is salary. Go to office, come back. Comedy shattered all of that. Okay, it sort of told me that there is a life which I love doing. Uh, it's outside my it's outside my shell, but I should definitely give it a try and just hope. whatever whatever happens happens with the pandemic mean, let's not just see what the results will be right but how did you make the switch avanti i think that's that switch would have been something that's extremely uh i guess long drawn or uh, maybe even difficult right because having such such a drastic mind uh, outlook shift is not something that most of us are able to wrap our head around so how did you go about doing that so I'd say for me it wasn't gradual, like you correctly said. Uh, it took about a year and a half from there. So what I would typically do okay. is uh, I would have my day job, and at nights I would be doing open mics, and uh, yeah, and then I would screw up with my daughter's tiffins the next day because I wouldn't get up in the morning. Such a okay, and you can you can chop this bit off. <laughs> Don't 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 be so harsh in it. Yeah. It's fine. Remember that that's where we started. <laughs> But the best part I'll tell you, uh, you know, I used to start writing after I would finish all, you know, the dinner and the home and all of that. So I would start at 10 p.m. at night. Now, who hmm. on earth in sanity, you know, which client will be available at that hour? So whenever I had queries hmm. or I had any questions, I would have to wait. I would just mail or I would uh, message and keep. and i would get a reply in the next night because the whole day would be with office and all it would be very difficult to balance out the two so i did this circus for about a year year and a half i must so this is word berries is it by the by now uh, so word berries is starting uh, uh, i would enjoy writing comedy mainly but the one mm-hmm. thing that i noticed is what is funny for me is not funny for the client right yeah? and um, writing comedy for stand up and writing comedy for brands there's a help like there's a lot of difference to that so right. uh, then i would but i enjoyed writing overall so i would take up brands any which ways and i like i started the podcasting and i am a storyteller at heart so i would sort of enjoy writing around brands around blogs around websites all of it but since i wasn't uh, making sense it wasn't making sense financially yet 
I uh, was very reluctant to take a full plunge. So to answer your question, I had about a year and a half when I was doing this night and day. Uh, until about, say, you can say end of, you know, 17 or beginning of 2018, I said this is because it started affecting my health. And it was just getting really crazy. I said, no, I'll just take a plunge and just see whatever happens, happens for the best. Resigned in Jan last year from my job. Also, the other bit is uh, the plunge has to be uh, financial as well. So, of course, it's, it sounds very rosy and it, it looks very glamorous. Oh, quit a job to do something on their own. But I would really recommend that if you don't have at least about, let's say, six months of your salary in a, you know, a bank account or a liquid fund, you should really consider taking the plunge. Only then, in fact, you should consider taking the plunge. So I think it's a balance of emotions and money that one needs to take. Right. But when do you know, like you, you mentioned that I, I did this in parallel for a year, year and a half. And then that that's when I took the break, right? No, but I have to. Sorry, was sorry there... can I interrupt you here? I'm really sorry. Yes. Because yes. I remember this very funny incident. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, so one of the freelancing assignments I had taken was to write about cleaning equipment uh, at an exhibition. So there was an exhibition of all cleaning equipment and all cleaners. And they had to, they wanted to cover the exhibition in the magazine the next day. So they had called me to cover it. So I was writing about the exhibition and I see uh, <laughs> the head of administration in my company walks in, okay? And <laughs> I'm one of the writers. So obviously when you're freelancing, you can't be doing all of this. You can't be working when you're freelancing. So I was hiding. I was actually covering my face and writing that day the whole I mean, it sounds funny now, but I just don't know how I managed it. Then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the, the these are the challenges that we yeah. face, right? Because you're, you're doing three, four things in, in the aspiration that a couple of them are going to work out or you're giving it a shot. Right. But but if does does that mean that we're breaking a few rules here and there? Yeah. yeah so be it. Yeah. So, uh, I guess the question, uh, circling back to what I was asking, right? What what I wanted to know is how do you how did you know that today is the day I'm going to quit my job, or how did you really get that confidence that today is the day that I'm going to go ahead and you know put it in my papers or whatever it is? Uh, was it was it because you could see signs of increasing uh, client base for your freelance work, or was it because you could see your stand up is getting more popular, or was it just like some confidence that you got from within saying that, you know, or was it the financial part or was it a little bit of all? So I'd say it was a little bit of all, but more on the financial part. So I'll tell you what, I worked in financial services for about eight, nine years now. My husband is a CA and a CFA. So finances definitely have to play, play a very important role in all our decisions. The aim I had set for myself is when my freelance income starts earning at about 40% of my uh, current day job income, I'll quit. Got it. So that was the aim. 
and nothing else mattered mm-hmm. at that point in time because at those uh, four six hours at night if i could make 40% i thought i was going somewhere if i give it a a, a full shot so i right. yeah, so i i thought when i achieve that much i will quit it got it and you will get that sense when you start when clients start referring you you start getting more and more work like you said uh you do get the confidence i mean i still do not earn in finance financial terms i still do not make as much as i did in my salary but but happier i definitely am right i and i guess like you said at the end of the day it really depends on what matters to whom and what their priorities in their life Correct. at that point of time is right? and also i think the most important thing is to find out what gives you a high for some people it's money for some people it's cre- creating something it's for some people it is uh, making a difference to somebody's life so it all depends on what is your kicker in life identify that and run after it is what i would suggest uh-huh and what what were apart from apart from the video creation that you mentioned was was that the moment where you found your kicker in life or do you feel like there were some incidents in the past or during your childhood as well where you realized that you were telling stories or you know it becomes really apparent now right you know after you you have the clarity and you think back you're like oh yeah, of course this is how it was or, or do you do you relate to that so i'd say i was the storyteller definitely but i i really can't pinpoint it right from childhood but maybe yes okay. uh, during my work or so i would always i like i like listening to people and understanding what they have to say and sort of conveying it better so i i sort of knew the direction then and the video definitely you know germ the the, the you know the germ of the idea was born that time but uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, see the whole thing is i just think that you just take i don't know what the journey is from now on as well i don't even know where is what where is going to go from here but what i really like right. what i like is that i i just take the next step i i i just take it one step at a time so i really don't know if this is making any sense of course it is of course it is so so speaking of the future and uh, you know charting your own direction right i think when when you're in a job what happens is that there's a really strong sense of accountability or there's a boss or someone above you who tries to keep you uh, in track and tells you that you know this is how you're supposed to grow this is what you're supposed to mm-hmm. do but how are you doing that now that you're on your own how do you how do you know that you're on the right path or how do you course correct so when you're on your own naga every day is you're dealing with a lot so i have one call where i have a rejection and i the second call where i have an order closed so i am in a roller coaster all the time and we are in a roller coaster all the time so you sort of learn how to deal with those no responses the rejections the the lost orders we even got somebody who i who wrote who, you know made us write and i guess a blog or two for him and uh, stop picking our phone after that he never ever came back saying that he hated it he loved it nothing and it's it's like a big fmcg brand so okay. we get all sorts of people yeah but you just you you uh, are on your toes every day that's one and secondly uh, you constantly need to keep uh, updating yourself i mean in the digital world uh, i'm sure our listeners will uh, 
you know uh, no one appreciate that your competition is some new team sitting in africa from nowhere else who's got the same access to what you have gone other day i mean it's it's like the world is flat now right so the more updated you are of what is happening in your time you take to sort of sharpen your craft is what keeps you alive absolutely and uh, you know totally second whatever it is you just said because in in a in a digital world like it's not it's no longer that only the people with money have access yes. to knowledge only the people who can uh, you know go to a fancy university have access to knowledge right and you know everyone has a phone now everyone has an internet connection right. so that that means that we have that many more opportunities but also that much more competition right. coming back so the so your answer i guess is you know we we deal with it one step at a time and you know you 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 try to overcome these obstacles by you know staying sharp or and honing your craft on a consistent basis yes. but is isn't the uncertainty a little unnerving or or do you have a process that you know that you deal with or you talk it out with your partner or what do you do specific to the uncertainty part because you you're charting out your own path at the end of, or do you have a mentor or do, or do you have some people that you talk about your your business and your growth etc so yes i always discuss it out with my husband okay uh, because a not only is he from a financial background but also sort of guides saying that uh, uh, okay this is what i think you can do and this is just to also maintain my sanity at the end of the day because uh, it may get a little unnerving as you said the right. other thing is i'm blessed with a great partner so she uh, her name is divya and uh, both of us sort of complement each other so in there are times of uncertainty we know that we're not going to retain this client uh we know that we will you know cover it up somewhere else so it's it's like a marriage like i tell you naga i'm blessed with the people's department <laughs> <laughs> so they are people and of course my father so my close family and my partner is somebody that i can really uh, rely on the second thing i would uh, rather also say is that uh, a, a physical activity helps so thanks to my daughter again i have started swimming and uh, i make it a point that i shouldn't be missing that so that sort of helps you to you know sort of take charge of the day and you know just deal with all the negativity and just sail through so i would in fact right. uh, encourage all i mean i know however preachy and however boring the sounds to engage in some sort of a physical activity that challenges you it and that you enjoy and don't give up till you like if you don't feel like going to a gym is boring after a point and then stop the gym and start something else or keep you know uh, oscillating between two three activities but that personally i feel it has not only helped me increase my stamina physically but also uh, you know keeping my sanity alive so yes i think my people and my uh, you know swimming two things i will <laughs> yeah so uh, speaking more a little bit more about the people bit yeah. right a lot of a lot of people view uh, you know maybe a marriage or having a kid as a setback mm-hmm. but you know here here uh, you know you are someone who really took that in your stride and you're you're really trying to do something about people who took a break uh, from from work due to maternity and you're trying to give them an opportunity to work with you folks yeah. so uh, do you want to do you want to just share your thoughts on Uh, on being a mom and uh, you know on maternity in general 
Yeah, so uh, however crude this might sound, but uh, nature has given us the capability. And I'm sorry, boys, that's not something you're going to be there for a while, right? So yes, we are blessed uh, with motherhood. And that's something that you cannot firstly run away with. I mean, I see a lot of young girls just postponing motherhood or saying that, you know, we can have it later. But here's my two bits. And at the cost of sounding like one auntie, I will, uh, uh, you know, surely. And most of all, Naga, nobody lets me speak. So I'm going to make the most of this. Uh, <laughs> it's always good to have, uh, you know, a child. And don't treat it like a setback. I, I saw those words popping in your question as well. I would say that when you are a mother, you are learning more from the child and the child is learning from you. And that's one. Number two, being a mother also helps you to do so many other things. And the, the ability to multitask only comes when you know that, you know, you have another soul who is responsible on you and who is like really uh, relying on you. So, and these days, most of the big organizations definitely understand this. If your boss doesn't, then sorry, it's, it's, it's a mismatch. I won't say it's a right or a wrong place. It's a mismatch of expectations. Please try and not consider it as a setback. Yes, consider it as a pause for a while till your child needs you. But there will also be days that your work needs you. I mean, there are times at Wordberries that we don't really get to see our children because we are working from morning to evening. We are at a client's place. We are handling some crazy assignments. So work-life balance has become a myth. If you enjoy what you do, it's no more that, okay, these are my working hours and this is my life. No, I mean, at Wordberries Wordberry, at as well, it, we are juggling both of them together and seamlessly. So if you're a mother that who is looking to resume or who wants to sort of start writing, uh, I would urge you to visit our website. And this is one link, Naga, I would rather than my stand-up links, put this one there. Because uh, I would really request you to send in your portfolios if, you're look, if you are a mother who is or in any way, forget maternity, any break that you have taken, uh, be proud of that break. And uh, good work is always in demand. That's my basic belief. So we I'll, I'll share all the links. Avanti. <laughs> okay, share them. But uh, this one, I would really urge you to visit and please uh, uh, do share your work with us. And we would love to, you know, if, if there is a requirement and if there is a client who is uh, wanting to, who likes your style, we would be happy to facilitate this. Fantastic. So what what would you say that your passion is then? It, it, can I say it's storytelling? Uh, yes. Or is it people? Or is it both? I think it's, uh, so people make stories, right? There are no stories when if there are no people. I think it would be both. I, I'd rather keep it that way. Okay. Okay. And, so I, I typically ask uh, the guests how what what their greatest fears are and how they overcome them. What what would you say for that? My greatest fear, so very uh, I mean clearly, is losing a near one. 
I mean, there are no two ways about it. Because, uh, so here's the thing. I feel that clients can, okay, clients shut your ears. I'm not really, you know, telling this, but clients really can, work can come and go and it is a little fragile. But what shouldn't leave on is relationships because uh, difficult to mend once broken. Hence, my biggest fear is losing my near and dear ones. Yes, because if, I, I just think that if you're going well personally, it shows in your work and it, and it reflects in the way you are also present. So yeah, how do I overcome it? I haven't been able to do that. I wish I had an So, so uh, is, is this something that you work with, I guess, right, rather than work around? Yes. So you work with that fear and you know you just acknowledge that it's, it's there. Yeah, yeah. And I think yes, I, I I definitely practice gratitude. So I'm I'm really grateful for all that there is around me and uh, uh, so a lot of times we always uh, cribbing for the have nots. I'd say let's count our blessings and be grateful for the haves. Totally agree. And uh, lastly, how how does it feel? being on being on a podcast i understand this is your first podcast interview so how, how does it feel being Dude, on the like, people podcast we are 35 minutes and 49 seconds down and somebody's actually listened to my bakwas for that long i can't imagine that okay so i'm totally elated no on a serious note thank you so much and you've been really patient i think we've spoken on this more than two years back and with like the ups and downs but I think I'm so glad this has worked out man I'm so glad and I'm so glad about this whole forget my podcast I'm so glad about this whole project on its own I mean we need more people like you who nurture passion rather than education marks jobs appraisals yep that's that's the whole intent of the of uh, doing this right so you know we we want people to get out of their shell we want people to listen to your story and get inspired to do something a little bit different in their lives thanks avanti it's been great talking to you sure hey guys thanks for tuning into the show we appreciate you taking the time out for this if you liked what you heard please share this with a few friends and leave a review rating on your favorite podcaster This will help more people learn about the podcast. Until next time, this is Krithika from the Passion People podcast wishing you a wonderful week ahead. Stay passionate. Cheers.